welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I am the dark clone of your Herd Mom, Megan. <laughs> Megan. Because she's got different color hair. That's how you know she's evil. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is dark Megan, but I think I'm just regular Megan. It's just regular Megan. It's just regular Megan. But blue hair. Welcome to season four. Um, these are just a taste of the conversations that you can expect. Um, if you are new to Nerd Herder, this is season four. We've been doing this for, let's see... 47 episodes wow. so uh, and that's just the main show we are probably well over a hundred or so I mean we yeah. did like 30 Clone Wars 30 motivations yeah we've already done like a hundred episodes special yeah it's great yeah because we've already done a hundred episodes <laughs> total uh, and we just passed 10,000 total plays across all platforms which Jesus. is wow um, so lots of lots of milestones for us here season four which I mean season four we don't take breaks for seasons normally we had to take a break last week because Hurricane Dorian passed through and uh, our work brings us right up into helping deal with yeah. that uh, it didn't directly affect us but by taking a break we were able to help those who it did directly affect which is always nice yeah. um, and so normally we don't take that kind of break seasons just mean we're entering a new quarter so this is the final quarter of the year and so this is our time uh yeah i mean it nothing really changes basically is no. what i'm trying to say but it's a way to quantify where we're what at. yeah it's kind of just a mile marker and i i will say i'll i'll redact my previous statement changes are coming we are working to improve mm -hmm. things um we've mentioned before that we're working on getting a better recording schedule set out um, you have a new job, my job's getting crazy, and life in general is just unpredictable. So we're trying to predict as much as we can and ensure that this happens regardless of what else happens. Mm -hmm. um, because season three was a hard season to get through. Um, I think we should have been at 53 episodes by the time of season four, so yeah. we've missed quite a few because things just got crazy and things got in the way and we've just been very bad at kind of predicting what what's going to happen. I mean, and that's just kind of life, I guess. Yeah. But uh, in promising you guys a show, we want to make sure that that happens no matter what and that at least what you get is quality. So season four is where we are working very hard to ensure that that happens. We're also making a couple of other changes because you might have seen that Star Wars motivations, uh, oh, excuse me, Monday's motivations, that's a, that's a spoiler, uh, Monday <laughs> motivations didn't happen this week. And that's uh, because we're making some changes to our lineup. Yeah. So Monday motivations is now becoming Star Wars motivations. Because if you haven't noticed, getting it out on a Monday is very difficult. Yeah. Um, Sunday, Monday are two of the hardest days for us. So um, we're going to switch it over to Star Wars Motivations, and it's going to go to a bi-weekly status. It might be on Monday, it might be on Thursday, it might be on Saturday, but it will get out on a bi-weekly. So every month you should get two. What's mm -hmm. going to happen the other weeks is, if you don't know, for a while back we had a sister podcast, Un Unmasked. Um, and yeah. that started off because we have yeah. other interests other than Star Wars, and we wanted to be able to show those off as well. And it was just came at a poor time. Again, that was that was yeah. season three, so that was a season where we were like, oh, things are going very well, and it's really working out. And then life threw a bunch of curveballs at us, and so oh yeah, uh, it was just bad timing. But we're bringing it back, and so 
one once a month. It was originally going to be a weekly, but now it's going to once a month. Once a month for us to be able to talk about something else we love that's not Star Wars. Um, if you like scary movies and if you like uh, knowing how they're made and all mm -hmm. of that stuff, that's what that show's about. And so once a month we're going to be putting out an episode of the Unmasked podcast. Mm -hmm. Over on Unmasked now, we're basically going to be taking chunks, kind of like what this main show is where we just take chunks of Star Wars and talk yeah. about it. We're going to be doing that with horror movies, horror series, and mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. And that's not to say that it, movies are not going to get individual attention. That's just If saying, they're big enough, they'll yeah, have to. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, you have a series like Friday the 13th. Where it, yeah, it has I was gonna a say, whole chunk of movies that are exactly the same well, plot. If you go if you go areas. to um Friday the thirteenth is mm -hmm. the longest. It yeah. has the most in the series. It, has it was if we did it once a month, eight. it would take a year to talk about all of those movies. Literally. So yeah. in order to just be able to sit down and talk, um, we're switching our format over there. Uh, and mm -hmm. and so once a month, if you want to hear from us, yeah. and not about Star Wars, not that that's anything bad, um, we have that. We're going to be uh, updating Unmasked, and you can actually go now and on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all of that stuff, Anchor, everywhere you can find Nerd Herder, you can yeah. find Unmasked, and you can listen to our previous few episodes. Um, but so that's going to a once a month basis. So when you're not getting a Monday motivation or Star Wars motivation, I got to get used to that. I'm going to slip up a lot on that. But um, when you're not getting a Star Wars motivation, you could listen to our uh, uh, our second podcast. Mm -hmm. Or also once a month, you can listen to our third podcast. You, you, you know how we said, hey, yeah. things are crazy and busy. We should <clears throat> calm down. No, but <laughs> we're not going to calm down at all. We're just getting smarter about how yes. not calm we are. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so if you don't know, uh, a while back we started uh, what was the Nerdyverse Network, which was mm -hmm. kind of supposed to be this encapsulating thing of both Unmask, uh, Nerd Herder, and we had a couple of other ideas for content out there. And so Nerdyverse was kind of supposed to be the catch-all. This is the way you know everything that we're doing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Nerdyverse is still a thing. But it's no longer Nerdyverse Network. No, it's becoming an encapsulated item in itself. Right. So the network has now become the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so Nerdyverse Podcast, if you follow our Nerdyverse Network uh, Twitter page or anything like that, then you would have probably seen that it's changed to Nerdyverse mm -hmm. Podcast now. Yeah. And subtle, I know, but that essentially it's another time where we're not going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk about everything not Star Wars yeah. that we love. We're going to talk about specifically a few ideas that we threw out. We're talking about cartoons. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about why I love Rocco's Modern Life and John hates Rocco's Modern Life. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about stuff that we love. Like, you remember the Warriors of Virtue movie? I'm going to make you watch that. And we're going to talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know about stuff this. Stuff like that. Well, I did not give my consent. That's the point. Okay. Because that's I, how you get them. If I did, if I told if you, if you asked, this, you would I wouldn't. Ran. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So, I mean, if you are a patron, which if you're not, why not? Yeah. Send our cats to college. Um. If you're not a patron, then you aren't getting our after show. It's a little bonus episode mm -hmm. where we we take another thirty minutes and talk about things that aren't Star Wars. It's just kind of us chatting, and nerdy versus kind of an expanded version of that because we yeah. just really enjoyed that. Yeah, we had a lot of fun just talking about stuff that we love. Yeah. yeah, and so basically, if you enjoy us and what we do, 
first of all, thank you. Yeah. Uh, second of all, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no. Uh, but if you like what we do, but you love other things than Star Wars, well, so do we. So we want to be able to highlight those things. Yeah. And so um, we're just creating ways to do that. So we're going to put out essentially the same amount of episodes. Um, it's just we're going to get smarter about it. So to recap, uh, Wednesdays stay the same. You're getting a main show from the Nerd Herder Network all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, Fridays stay the same. You're getting our Rebels rewatch until we run out of Rebels, and then we just move on to Resistance, so it's not exactly. like that's going away. Mondays, instead of having one a week of Monday motivations, now you're going to get two a month of Star Wars motivations. And on the alternating Mondays, um, or at some point that week, we'll also update over on our second podcast on math, talking about horror movies we love. And we'll also update over on Nerdyverse Podcast, where we just talk about something else that we love. Mm -hmm. So it's just us talking about stuff we love. Some of it's Star Wars, some of it's not. And if you want to check it out, cool. It's just that, like, obviously we love Star Wars. Obviously we love doing this. But we also love other things. And I guess maybe just as kind of a side outlet to be able to talk about those things, that's kind of why we're starting the other podcast. Mm -hmm. Because... We were like, hey, who's going to listen to our Star Wars podcast? And yet here we are. Yeah. So we figure, well, we want to talk about these things. So let's just do it and see who, who listens. And so, um, but, you know, it's not meant to subtract away from Nerd Herder at all. That's why we're going to once a month on those shows. We really want to go more. But at the end of the day, our passion project, our podcast baby is Nerd Herder. Mm -hmm. And so that's always going to get the most out of us. <clears throat> And so that's some of the things that's coming with season four. So while it's not going to be anything crazy changing, it, there are some updates. Yeah. And so we're excited for season four and what it's going to be like. And hopefully it all pans out. I mean, we're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants. We've only been doing this mm -hmm. a year. Yeah, and, our pants have wings. Yeah. Um, and we want to do it more. We want to do it a, a lot more years. Um, yeah. And so this is just a way of kind of playing with the idea of what this can grow into so yeah and you're just along for the journey so but uh definitely check it out unmasked podcast nerdyverse podcast you can find them both on twitter and like i said anywhere you can find nerd herder you can find those so um yeah so that's season four kind of in a nutshell of what's happening that's yeah. a long intro but well it's there a pistachio you go. nutshell it's, it's a really pistachio. hard to get into yeah you had to break into it yeah with a hammer but luckily um, we don't have a whole lot of news um, this week. Actually, it's mostly gaming news, um, right. surprisingly. So we'll cover our news and then we'll get into our main show. Today we're talking about episode 9 theories. And we asked for your opinions and we've gotten a few good ones back. And so I think it's going to be a lot of cool conversation. But got to talk about the news first. Alright, so with Battlefront and Fallen Order news, it's kind of easy to forget that there's other Star Wars games out there, uh, but there is, and one such is Vader Immortal, which we just recently finally broke into. We've had the Oculus Quest for quite a while, yeah. and access to Vader Immortal for quite a while, yeah. uh, but life's been crazy, so we haven't gotten into it, but we're now getting into it, and it's awesome, <laughs> uh, and that's just episode one. Yeah. Now we're getting news that uh, possibly we might see episode two later this year. Um, Oculus Connects, which is kind of like their version of kind of a expo, news and gaming and all this other stuff. Gotcha. Uh, it's all Oculus, all news. And so uh, there's a lot of rumors going around that we're going to get 
obviously info on episode two because if you went to D23 or um, Comic-Con, mm-hmm. uh, they had updates on episode two. But yeah. they're expecting to get some very serious updates and even a possible release date of episode two. And a lot of sources are very confident that it'll be probably for this Christmas. Um, well, let's hope so. Because what better way to avoid your family than <laughs> VR? Exactly. I'm just, I, it's surprising because uh, episode one came out in May. And um, yeah, it's, I expected it to be a once a year kind of thing. But yeah. at the same time, it's also not a full game. It's not like Fallen Order. It's not like, you know, years and years in development kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess it kind of makes sense we could get another one. Um, I would certainly love to not have to wait forever for the next installment, but um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it seems it seems like it's going to be a really good long series for Star Wars games. Yeah, and when I hope that this is <clears throat> a start to something, because they've done Star Wars VR like with your phone and other small things, and so this is yeah. the biggest thing Star Wars VR has done. Uh, you know, obviously since um, the Void. VR, but like in-home experience for VR, this is like one of the biggest things. And I think this is a really good start to future Star Wars storytelling because I think yeah. it works so well to put it in VR. Absolutely. Um, I don't want every every Star Wars game to be VR, no. but I think that having, having a consistent <clears throat> Star Wars VR game would be great. Oh man, could you imagine a General Grievous VR experience where Ooh. you're sitting like on a ship oh my or in gosh. a chair and you look up and you see Grievous scuttling Ooh, along could, the ceiling. That would be a good scary one. That would be a good horror one. Well, and that's the thing is there's so many elements from Star Wars that would work so great in that kind of setting that yeah. VR pulls out. And obviously Vader Immortal, it's not like a super scary thing, but it does pull out the things where it's like when you feel like you're there, yeah. you know you're not, but when you feel like you're there, all of a sudden it's more intimidating than you might think standing next to Darth Vader and so forth. Yeah, I always say, you know, when I tell people about the Void VR, there's a moment where you're flying on a little, um, a little transport droid. Yeah, or a skiff. A skiff, yeah. It feels like you're flying on it. And so every time we did it, I was like, oh, oh, I'm gonna fly. Yeah, it's, it's, (laughs) it's really good. VR really gets to you. You feel the heat on your face and they've got little fans in the floor that blow on you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or just a guy named Jeff who blows on you. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, I had garlic for lunch. And so, like, I mean, I would love Void to expand as well. Um, because it's by the same company, and, uh, like, I Void... do the Wreck-It Ralph one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Void can do what home VR can't. Mm-hmm. But I think the more Star Wars can strengthen their relationship with VR gaming, mm-hmm. the better. Because I just, I think there's so many possibilities, and it's going to be good. So we've just figured out how to record um, with our Oculus. So uh, if you know, we like Star Wars games, and uh, that's something Indeed. we're working on growing out is our Twitch, which right now I, I'm i good to hopefully try and yeah. get some Battlefront. But we also, um, we started and we need to finish a playthrough of Force Unleashed uh, and Star mm-hmm. Wars Lego. And Star Wars Lego, the, the Skywalker sock is coming out, so that's yeah. going to be something. So we are going to be gaming more, mm-hmm. and one of the games that you can see us play through soon is going to be Vader Immortal. So if you just head over to our YouTube channel, um, you can subscribe there. It'll eventually end up there. Um, but if you want to see and join us live for some gameplay, uh, not of uh, Oculus, but of like Battlefront or uh, The Force Unleashed, 
um, then you can head over to our Twitch. It's nerdherdergaming dot twitch tv or something like that just search nerd herder there's not many nerd herders out there i mean there's apparently one other one but we're we're not salty no yeah we we came first but uh yeah so that's uh so vader immortal getting some (laughs) cool news which is nice um and uh like we said you can check it out youtube twitch will be playing through some sort of star wars game at any point so if you just Mm -hmm. like star wars games and like us then you can check that out there um but yeah i mean that's pretty much it in terms of news. I mean, we could run down all the books that are coming out that are exciting. We I could. mean, next month is Star Wars Resistance Season 2. There's just a lot of cool stuff, but most things everybody knows. We we like to yeah. stick to things that maybe you didn't hear this or, you know, so, something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, I mean, but Vader Immortal, Star Wars gaming in, in general is very exciting. Um, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, you can pre-order the art book for that, which is very interesting. If you look at the covers, I'm not going to talk about it here because... I'm not going to talk about it here, but if you look at the covers, it's very... It's very morbid. It's very interesting because, you know, this game has been so sold so far on... You're going to be fighting Empire and doing all these things, but this is very spiritual forcey stuff, it it seems to suggest. So this game might be bigger in story and depth than we originally understood. Anyway, anyway, that's the news. Uh, that's, that's more than the news. That's more than you bargained for. But So we're going to dive into our main topic now. Yay, main show! So we're going to try and do this with minimal interruption, but so far, our we'll cat's see. being our cat. Mm-hmm. She's. I don't old. know what I expect. She's <laughs> in her twilight years. She's 14 she's ornery, years old. <laughs> she's annoying, but dang if she's not cute. She's so cute. That's how she gets away with everything. She's annoying as heck, but... She's cute. She's my little Halloween baby. So it's kind of hard <laughs> to stay angry. Yeah. Oh, I got some Halloween Star Wars pumpkins and we forgot to put them in the Oh, well, next beans. week. Um, so like we've already mentioned um, and been trying to get to, <laughs> uh, see, there, you, what, you, there's a whole bunch you don't get. Yeah. There's a whole bunch that you, the listener, do not get. In an episode, yeah, you don't you don't hear her so later John using his dad voice. There's so much content that you're missing out, guys. Um, join yeah. Patreon, you might get it. Help us send our cats to college, because dang, if they're not annoying. Um, join Patreon to get me a better mug. <laughs> the one that does not geez, leak. It doesn't like. I know I'm holding it wrong, but. Well, I mean, who wants to see the back of a sloth? Ooh. It's boring. Alright, so our main topic, our main show, today we're talking about Star Wars theories and, uh, well, Star Wars Episode Nine theories specifically, because last time, um, we were, uh, last time we put out a show, we were kind of diving into all of the newness of Episode Nine from D23 and all of that, and there was just a lot happening there where it's like, trying to understand what, what's happening, and also like, exploring the what ifs, yeah. like, you know, like, so it was like, we we need to just put that to the side, give it its own episode, and thus this is born. And so we're definitely not going to get through absolutely every theory there is and everything there is. No. Um, instead, we decided to focus on the big ones, and I guess the big ones that we're into and the ones that quite a lot of people seem to be talking about. I mean, we're not claiming yeah. here to break new ground in theories or create a new theory that no one else is talking about or anything like that. Everything we're talking about, everybody else is talking about. The only difference here is we're talking about it. Yeah. 
Uh, so, and, and we're just going to talk through it, share our thoughts and so forth and so on. And we always do this. Uh, we have our conversations so that we can bring you into the conversation. So we want to hear from you guys um, through our social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know what you think about these Star Wars Episode Nine theories. And if there's other ones that we didn't talk about that you're like, this is amazing and it will melt your face. Um, hit us up. Melt our faces. So I don't want my face. Yeah, Indiana Jones style. So don't look, Mary. <laughs> don't look. Um, but do look. Do look at these theories. So we're gonna just talk through a few of them, um, and I'm gonna kind of give the floor to you to start out with because this was your. Yes, this was my contribution. Yeah. Well, no, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like this was your like this has to be in this episode one. Yeah, because I wanted to talk about it because I saw it getting some kind of negative attention on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, See, that's the thing, though. It gets negative attention supposedly on Twitter, but on YouTube, everybody's all for it. Uh, a lot of petitions are now out there to hire Matt Pat to write the next Star Wars movie. I think that's a little generous. Little generous. I think that's a little generous, but I do think the negative will rule the galaxy. <laughs> this this is my favorite. He here's the thing about Matt Pat. Yeah. I I really do think he likes Star Wars, but he's not like. He's not a, a Star Wars guy. He's not a... Right. Like, it's not his yeah. biggest thing. He's he's a kind of everything kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and if you've seen his channel, Film Theory or Game Theory, if you've uh, watched him and his wife stream, you know they kind of get into a little bit of everything. Yeah. So this is... I'm not trying to gatekeep in the sense that he's not a real fan, but I yeah. mean... If you like the movies, you're a real fan. There's, there's anything, two really. things that come from him not being only an obsessed with Star Wars. Yeah. Number one, he sees things from a very different perspective. Yeah. So when he criticizes Star Wars, he's not criticizing it because of any certain director or because of when it came out or because of CGI. He's criticizing it as a theorist and as a film expert. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's coming at it from the idea of a good movie. And so... It's not targeted criticism. It's just criticism. Yeah. Also, because he's kind of third party to things, when he comes up with theories, he's not. He doesn't have any loyalties to one side of the fan base or the other. Exactly. And so, mm-hmm. this one is a pretty good theory, I'll say. And it takes lore, and it takes you know what we get in the films. It takes a lot of you know stuff. And guys, it came out before we got Rise of Skywalker. That's what's most interesting is because I think the new footage actually even helps his case. Yeah. But (laughs) here's my thing. I don't think he's coming up with a theory to save Star Wars. I don't think he's coming up with a theory to fix Star Wars. I think he's just coming up with a theory of what he thinks Star Wars is going to try and do. Yeah. And I think if you try and make it about anything else, if you try and make it this smear campaign or anything, that's where a lot of the crazy stuff happens and at the end of the day if it had been come up with by let's say hello greedo or let's say steel wars mm-hmm. let's say any popular you know star wars person would you have jumped on it that hard mm. well i think like, that yeah i think the fandom i mean again looks at him as like you're not a good enough fan to be having these kinds of ideas yeah. or talk you like you can't talk about this until you see x and x and talk about what you know like we tend to be yeah. so freaking gatekeepy with our star wars theories when in reality anyone can theorize anyone can come up with a good idea and 
just chill, dog. <laughs> Here's <laughs> like, the thing. I've heard some much crazier and much worse ideas. Yeah. So I, Go eat some nachos and calm down. Yeah. So um, I highly recommend... I mean, we're going to talk about it here, but uh, if you want his full thesis yeah. on his opinion, his theory of Star Wars, um, highly recommend you check mm -hmm. it out. So basically what boils down is the theory is that Rey was created by Palpatine on Jakku. Um or his followers, really, um, in the event of his death. And that is why he is so obsessed with building an observatory on Jakku. Because that happened in... Uh, the Aftermath Trilogy. Yeah. The Aftermath Which Trilogy and Shattered Empires, where we learn... That's all we really have for now on post-Return of the Jedi. And basically, Palpatine had plans for the Empire if he died. Yeah. Um but while Man he of contingency. Yeah. But while he was alive, he was obsessed with spreading his reach and he had observatories on multiple planets. Mm -hmm. And basically these were just vaults where he would keep force relics and uh, if you've seen Star Wars Rebels, uh, that's why he was obsessed with Lothal is because of its connection with the force. And so stuff like that. That was what Pal you know, when if when everybody's yeah. like, Well, we see the Empire, but what the heck was Palpatine up to? He was exploring the galaxy, trying to find everything to do with the Force and lock it in a closet. Mm -hmm. um, he was just obsessed with that, and, and it's very true to his character. Yeah. When you see in the in um, the prequels, you know he's got uh, statues from Sith relics and all this other stuff. Like he's obsessed with the history of the Force, and, but yeah, in a way to use it, which is what specifically the Jakku Observatory. Palpatine is so obsessed with being the Force. Yeah, and like, the, he, like he he's obsessed with gatekeeping. Exactly, <laughs> he is the Senate. Right, he will be Chancellor. He, he that is kind of stuff. the power of yeah. you know, like he is the ultimate rule and power. Uh, it, that that's his yeah. goal. He took a DNA test. He is one hundred percent the Senate. <laughs> right, I can't say the real line. And but. so it that has to do with Jakku. He's obsessed with it. In um, later on, his followers. Um, Gallius Rax and so forth, um, they continue that obsession mm -hmm. and believe that Jakku is directly related to continuing the legacy, although the way they talk about it, you can take it his legacy or his actual life. Mm -hmm. But they're obsessed that they, they, they're like, Jakku is the key. Mm -hmm. And it's a very similar theme to what's going on in the sequel, sequel films. Jakku is somehow important, even though it's not. Yeah, and in the theory, he, you know, points to her specific lack of parents. Mm -hmm. um, the prowess with the Force, even though she is a novice, or not at all, really. Uh, an attraction towards the dark side, specifically. Right. Um, and in the end, he theorizes that she will fall to the dark and Kylo will turn to the light in the climax. Kind of a mismatch of what we're used to. Uh, making Palpatine the villain of the Star Wars series nanology and the skywalker's chosen family will bring balance to the force mm -hmm. it's not a bad theory i really like it i mean in terms of ways for palpatine to yeah. return um and a way to explain ray mm -hmm. um i mean you could say that we've seen palpatine creating life before right so that's the thing is He's obviously obsessed with that power of creating life, manipulating yeah. the Force to create life. He's obviously obsessed with 
continuing his life. And, you know, he, like, he does so to be, like, he has to be ultimate. Like, almost the Thanos style of, like, uh, you know, uh, I'm inevitable. I, I'm the one that has all the answers and knows the thing. Like, yeah. I'm the one that should be in charge. And Palpatine has that same prideful presence of, like, the universe needs me. It doesn't know it, but it needs me. And so I yeah. have to figure out how to live forever because the the whole galaxy is just going to be chaos and you know it's going to be just you know a mess mm -hmm. unless i'm there to give it order and give it direction yeah. and in return it's just going to all serve me and he was obsessed with his own preservation of self right which like, is a which yeah. is a direct counter to what this the sith are obsessed with passing on mm -hmm. actually like you know this the rule of two exactly. and darth bane began with it's got to continue. It's got to go on to someone else, but it has to be someone strong enough to deserve it. Mm -hmm. And so Sidious is actually both like heretical in the light side of the force and the dark side, because the dark side, it's a matter of the apprentice kills the master to continue the legacy of the dark mm -hmm. side. He doesn't want that. No, he, like every, every apprentice, if you look, his whole thing about it is, about them serving him, but he, never replacing him. Yeah, he chose apprentices that were strong, but weak enough. Right, that, like, he, that he, he could, could turn exploit. Screw. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. this is just a continuation of that. His obsession with immortality and continuing life mm -hmm. actually shows that, I mean, he's not even really properly Sith, if you can say that. Like, But, you know, but, but basically, he's going against everything. Mm -hmm. um, he's trying to create his own path i don't i don't think he's out for like he talks about the sith and whatnot no and the sith will rule the galaxy and whatnot. He, he's not talking about that he's, he's talk, talking about he himself. wants himself <laughs> to rule and he wants everyone else to serve him exactly and so it makes sense that he would have a plan to ensure that um because i mean so I guess let's save more of the Palpatine side of it. We have a Palpatine section for theories. We do. We'll talk about that, I guess, more there. But what I like about the theory is a good explanation for for Rey, mm -hmm. um, because I I don't think it would devalue her character as much as people think. No. I think there's still a strong storytelling moment there in terms of. You know, much like Anakin realized in the Darth Vader 25 comic issue and so forth, where, like, his mind tells him, this is what, you're you're meant to be this monster and there's no saving you. But the beautiful storytelling is that in the end, that's not true. He can choose to be better. And I think that's a very similar strong story for Rey in terms of if this proves true that Palpatine created her for some evil purpose and even say she does at some point believe that and falls into that the power of her choice to say i'm gonna be different actually i'm not gonna do what i yeah. was created for i'm gonna do do what i want i think that's still strong storytelling for her character yeah. and while i do i'm a big advocate for the whole her parents should be nobody because the, the whole thing is the skywalkers are kind of this praised holier than thou kind of family and it should be open access to the force and that's been a yeah. big element of disney canon storytelling is anybody can believe in the force anybody can have power in the force yeah that's been kind of disney's whole deal anyone can blank right and i think there's elements of that still in the story if ray were to 
realize she was created for evil but choose to be good anyway. Is this yeah. like, you know, you, there's no destiny to it. There's no preordained, this is the only family that can connect to the four. Like, yeah. you can choose a different path. I, I think that I think that is strong storytelling for race still. Absolutely. I mean, there's a huge reason we got at the end of The Last Jedi, that little boy using the Force. Like, there's a message in that moment of, you know, this could be you. This could be anyone. Like, this is the future of the Force. Right. Well, and that's been a... It's a powerful storytelling. It's a necessary storytelling. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, with a title like The Rise of Skywalker and with an emphasis on it's the Skywalker saga, I do think that, you know, it's conflicting messages because you have to kind of focus on the the ones it's kind of about. Yeah. And I think that this is another story. This theory blends into that as well, is it makes it about the Skywalkers versus Palpatine. Yeah. The great supposed good and the great evil. Yeah. And so, and I do like the, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about this when we talk about Dark Ray, um, is I, I like the idea of her actually going bad, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... You know, there. I think there's some strong storytelling there, and a lot of cool character elements there. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy game theories theory or uh, film theories theory. But yeah. um, do again recommend you check it out for yourself. Film theory, Star Wars. Um, yeah. It's his most recent upload. So be kind to Matt Pat. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good theory, and I mean, I can understand again. Like, I understand. I was all for that. She needs to be nobody, but this. My my reason for her being a nobody versus being a Skywalker or something like that is because I want the attention drawn away from her just being the good person and the strong person that she is just because of her family. I think this theory still does that for me because, again, her, this theory would say that she's strong in who she is because of her family mm-hmm. being Palpatine. Um, so I think there's still strong choice in her saying... Nah, I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah. You know, I, at the end of the day, that's what I want for Ray's character. I want her story and her climax in The Rise of Skywalker to be about her saying, "I'm gonna do what I want," mm-hmm. um, because I think, yeah. I think that's a big part for her and for Ben in terms of like, forget the heritage, forget all this other stuff. Do what you want. If you want to be, if you if if you want to be who you want to be, just be that. Yeah. Just, you know, like, that's all I want for those two characters, honestly, is it to come down to just do what you want. Yeah. So that theory gives us a good jumping off point for the Dark Ray stuff. Yes. Um, because this is the thing that everybody's talking about. And like I said, we're not going to, I don't think, really break new ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, the most new thing we're going to talk about was the game. Gosh, I keep saying game theory. The film theory theory that maybe not everybody had heard of or had access to and whatnot that we are now encouraging you to go check out um everything else pretty much everybody's talking about again Mm -hmm. so we're just being so basic and predictable that we're just talking about everything everybody else is talking about because that's how star wars podcasting works yeah all the episodes for the next couple weeks are just about this (laughs) so but dark ray it was arguably the biggest kind of jaw drop in the new footage it was kind of probably the biggest thing to happen Mm -hmm. and i think the reason everybody's talking about it is because it's the most theory fuel of what in the world. Because it was already bad enough they were doing 
okay, Palpatine's coming back. It was already bad enough that we were having to wrap our minds around that, but now mm -hmm. Dark Ray somehow, something, you know, and the first and easy conclusion is it's a vision, and we'll talk about some of the elements of how that could work and still be significant, um, because I, I think it'd be more impactful if it wasn't a vision. Mm -hmm. Because I think if it's a vision, kind of wasted sa uh, pizzazz, kind of like, a, you know, like showing it off is like, it has no real weight because it's just an apparition. It's not real. Well, would you say that the scene on Dagobah where Luke goes into the cave has no real Well, if they emphasize that as the fight between Luke and Vader, yeah. Like, if, they're, if you're selling it as the thing and it's not the thing, it's kind of cheap. So I, f I feel like for it to have proper payoff, it's got to be a little bit more than just, ooh, spooky vision. And it probably will be. I hope it, so. It'll probably be a lot more than we get in the trailer. But, so, I mean, the obvious first conclusion is it's kind of, it's, it's a vision. Yeah. In the essence of Dagobah. Yeah. Um, or the Jedi Trials. And yeah, like, like, this is Rey being faced with Rey in order to become a stronger Jedi kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or whatever we're going to call them. I don't know. I mean, they say it's not the last Jedi, but then, it, you know, I don't know. Um, the, de the Jedi definitely have to change, like Jedi 2.0. Like, yeah. can't be the same old Jedi. The Rays of Light. The Ray. oh, ooh, that's pretty. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so the simplest way to go about it is Ray is having some sort of vision for some sort of trial of... Because everybody has the dark side in them. Everybody has elements that mm -hmm. need to be dealt with and addressed and if just left and ignored can overtake you and make you just a bad person. Yeah. That's real life and that's Star Wars. So it makes sense to be like, well, you've got to face yourself. Because like Matt Pat mentions in the film theory theory, she does have an affinity for the dark side. Mm -hmm. You know, in um, in The Last Jedi especially, they emphasize she's drawn to it, which I do, again, believe everyone kind of is. That's what's attractive about it is it pulls you in with what you want. But certainly with her power, it seems to be speaking louder. So, you know, it would make sense that she has a stronger battle within her to have to quell that dark side. Yeah. So, simplest form, it could be that she's just having that vision. Or, it could be the vision of someone else. It couldn't necessarily be Ray's vision solely. Right. Um, and so, that's another element where if it's a vision I would prefer mm -hmm. is if it's actually a vision for Kylo. Yes. Um, the way I think about it is this idea of this is something Kylo's seeing that um, though I kind of see it in a parallel with episode 6 when Vader's tempting Luke. Um, Luke's hiding, he's refusing to fight and um, Vader tempts him out and tempts his anger with you know, he, he senses about Leia. It's like, oh, you have a sister that you're worried about. Which, first of all, that was the calmest reaction to, holy crap, I have another kid? <laughs> but Padme, what the heck? Right, like, I have a son! Um, you know, it's, it's, 
this moment where he's like, there's another. Mm-hmm. So you're not the only hope. Mm-hmm. I could, if you won't accept my offer, then maybe she will. Yeah. And so it's this idea of, I feel like the way I would like this to play out is this is a vision maybe from Palpatine in terms of I'm choosing you, Ben Solo, to be my progeny. I want to pour into you and make you more yeah. powerful and use you to bring order to the galaxy. And he's like, I don't want that. I just kind of, you know, I just want to kind of get under the, out of the boot of my parents and my heritage. I just, you know, I, I just don't want to be Ben Solo. And it's like, oh, okay, you can be Ben Solo, sure, or whatever. But, um, yeah, that pretty girl, I'm going to take her instead. <laughs> so it's like this vision of see what you could become. Nah, I don't really want that. Oh, okay, we'll see what she's going to become if you don't choose it. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of it's actually Kylo making this selfish sacrifice or selfless sacrifice of I would rather it be me mm-hmm. destroyed by the dark side than Ray. So yeah. I'm actually going to go along with this to save her. It, it's kind of reminiscent of kind of Palpatine's plan for Luke of like you're going to kill your dad and then you're going to become my apprentice. I think he had that idea. Oh yeah, like it because if he'd killed his dad, then he would have had to tap into the dark side and mm-hmm. that meant that Palpatine could manipulate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's this it's this weird thing where it's like in yeah. an effort of light, he accepts the dark. Is how I see it going with Kylo because I yeah. I kind of see it. Yeah. I don't see Kylo willingly working for Palpatine or going along with him. I see this manipulation being how Palpatine gets him because he's obviously connected with Rey and obviously cares about her so and I mean it's kind of the whole Anakin Padme thing of like I'm gonna do these horrible things to do one good thing and it's like it's the same for him I'm gonna do all these horrible things to do one good thing which is to save Rey from this yeah if it's gonna be a vision I would rather it be something for Kylo and for Ben or Kylo Ben than for Ray, because I feel like it would have way more oomph in the story. Yeah. Like, because basically, does it mean we don't get real Dark Side Ray? Yeah. But the reason we don't hits my heartstrings more than, yeah. oh, you know, good job. You beat the darkness within you. Yeah, We've already seen that. I don't want that. I want, I want, I want Kylo were... Ben doing this selfless thing of like, you yeah. can't have the girl. You were so close to doing your George Lucas. No, I was gonna do I was gonna do Yoda, but I was like my I'm not smart enough to do Yoda because like as soon I can do Yoda without the voice and I can do the Yoda voice, but as soon as I put the two together, I can't talk backwards. Like my brain hurts thinking that much. So I was gonna try and do Yoda because I I I, like if it's gonna be a trial, obviously some force ghosts gotta be there. That's why my Yoda impression is just, which is also my Miss Piggy impression. Right. Which is also my Marge Simpson impression. Homie. So, so versatile. <laughs> so ver- versatile. I am serious. Miss Piggy is just like Yoda. Mm-hmm. Moved up a little bit. Uh, nice. Well, yeah. I mean, even, even, um. Frank Oz. Frank Oz says that. Like, even he's honest about it. Freaking love Frank Oz. But yeah, like I just think that if it's got to be a vision, if it's got to be not real, mm-hmm. the best way to do it is a way that really, like, soul-crushingly makes its way into the story. And I mean, you know, 
Think of the Raylos. Think, think of the Raylos. Think of the minds lost when he's like, you can't have her. No. Take me instead. Like, I love that. And the thing is, Palpatine wouldn't look at it as, oh, you want to save her? No, I'm going to use her instead. Like, no, yeah. Palpatine's going to be like, exactly as I want. Mm-hmm. He wants that. He is a master manipulator. Exactly. Is, it's generational manipulation. Exactly. For Pete's sake. Mm-hmm. And so, and and I think, you know, that's a way to bring a Skywalker slash Solo because Ben is the last of that lineage. He, it, I mean, he's mingled with Solo, but that just makes him cooler. Um, but he's the last, yeah. that, that'd be a way to bring them more forward in the story. Yeah. Because it's always been so even with Rey and Ben that I feel like in The Rise of Skywalker, Ben has to take a little bit of the lead in terms of story depth because... It's about his family. And and that's what I love about the idea of it's not a chosen one. It's a chosen family. Exactly. I love the idea of this heritage of light versus just one dark that just won't die. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Now, the more real and the more tangible, but also the more out there concept is could this be a clone? So this is a very popular theory out there, is that it, Dark Ray is a clone. Mm-hmm. It's not our it's not our Ray. She needs a few more vowels than her name to be called. <laughs> Ray. 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 Oh my gosh, it'd be I just, I just say, <laughs> Ray. Luke. <laughs> if you don't get that joke, there's a story where Luke was cloned, and the only way you could tell them apart was that Luke had like three U's. It had two. It was L-U-U, two new, it, it, it was longer than that. I'm pretty sure it, it had Luke. Li- it was Luke. Basically, he had mul- like multiple U's. It was so stupid. There were two U's. That was the original Clone Wars, supposedly, but whatever. Uh, anyway, but yes, but like so, uh, this kind of connects back to the film theory theory in terms of how Palpatine kind of can come back because if he was obsessed with creating Rey in order to have some sort of lineage. You know, supposedly maybe this Ray kind of has a Goku story, bumped her head, just turned good all of a sudden, like, and so this would be his second attempt. That is a great concept, isn't it? What amnesia? Just hit his head, moral amnesia. All of a sudden, good boy. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it could be a. Oh, that one failed, but I have this other one sitting in the fridge. So let's (laughs) pop that one out and see what happens. Pop the top on that clone, fam. And so that would be his sort of way of coming back. Uh, and again, it would kind of give a heritage to, to Ray. Like, do you think it... I mean, here's the thing. If Ray is connected to Palpatine anyway, it's got to be some sort of genetic modification. Like, it's gotta she, be. she's got to be some kind of test tube baby because there's no other way it works. Yeah. There's Like, she's got to be a scientifically Listen. created person. Who would want to touch on Palpatine? Exactly. Well, apparently, apparently, one of his advisors, according to legends, but that's how you get triclops. That's how you get a triclops. That's how you get triclops. That's, that's an actual legend story it is. too. Listen to our weird Star Wars podcast. Um, yeah. So, it, in any way, it's got to be that she was genetically, scientifically created. So, like Mork. Again, it gives an explanation of where she comes from, and yeah. it. You know, it would just be very, very interesting. Um, and 
in that, it's Palpatine's way back in. Like, possession. This is an element we've seen from storytelling, and it's something we're going to talk about more with Palpatine. But um, his idea of having another body to go into uh, comes from previous storytelling in, le- in Legends, yes, but it's kind of been established as an option, and it's kind of made its way into canon a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, at first I was, off, I was all on the, nope, not a clone, that's stupid, nope, no way. But then the film theory theory came, yeah, and I'm me. like, it, it's, it, it, it can work. It can work, and I wouldn't hate it. And at the end of the day, is it the weirdest thing that's ever happened in Star no. Wars? No. I mean, we were, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I think there's this weird taste of clones, but it's like, but there's a whole TV series about where clones are just normative. So yeah, like literally a clone army. Right. Like, I mean, although the, if the world could have an army of Tamar Morrison's, would we really be upset about it? Oh gosh, no. No. That'd be amazing. I would. I would have ten Tamorson dads. I could combine his first name and last name here to Morrison. It's just so dad. amazing I have to say it quickly. Yeah, this is my dad Rex. This is my dad Cody. This is exactly. my dad Apo. Exactly. Apo. Apo? Apo? Apo. This is my dad Forda. I mean, I know they like changed it to be a reference to Apa, so it's Apo, but I've always said Apo. It makes way more sense and sounds uh-huh. better. I don't know. Um... So this was the one um, we put out there, asked you guys for some opinions. This was the one you guys were most vocal on. Yes. And so before we get into our Palpatine theories, because Dark Ray as a clone kind of leads into some conversation for Palpatine specifically. Yeah. But we wanted to talk about some of these. So um, Kevin Wilson over on Facebook, he said, everyone is speculating Ray is a Kenobi or Skywalker or even related to Jin Erso. I didn't know that was out there. Jim, did you know that? I didn't know that. Um, Jim is our Jim. Jim is our resident Rogue One expert, by the way. So he is like he is, he is certified. He's our guy in the field. Uh, but after seeing the dark ray lightsaber, it looks like a fixed Darth Maul saber, which was cut in half in Episode One. And who else could have had that? Kira, could Ray be kin to her, and by proxy, Crimson Dawn? I'm thinking the Knights of Ren could be the military for the Crimson Dawn, and if that's the case, it has ties to both the Emperor and Snoke. This one's really interesting. It is interesting. The biggest thing I get out of this was, like, when I read the whole Kira thing, my brain went to, wait, that means that Han could maybe passably be Rey's daddy, too. I mean, it, it, like, that's, that's the biggest thing I get out is, like, Ray, or, uh, Han got with Kira, mm-hmm. and Leia, and both had a child somehow connected to progeny of, gotcha. I don't know, it's, it's just, I like the connection, I, I just, I it's love, I love Han Ray. not, wait, wait, that's wrong, I not the Han shipping, <laughs> I don't like, not the ship. I just, there's, they, of the father-child relationships of Star Wars, Han and Rey is my favorite. Gotcha. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like the one of the biggest reasons I love the, the Force Awakens. I'm gonna go go ahead and say is I love the Han Rey dynamic. I love that relationship um, because it because it's also great storytelling in the sense yeah. of how Rey got what Ben never did, mm-hmm. and it's this second chance for Han and it's just it's such 
I just love it so much. The Force Awakens is my best Han. Like, it's mm -hmm. the best Han. Ray really has about as much luck with father figures as Spider-Man does. Pretty much. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Um, it's really interesting, though. I love how many connections people make between Ray and Maul, though. It's just, it's so great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the most interesting thing, I, I, it's a really interesting theory. I, the, the most I like is, again, somehow if Ray was actually related to Han somehow, mm -hmm. and like his half-sister to Ben, that'd be cool. Uh, except for the incest part, but right? that'd be cool. <laughs> it makes me somebody, somebody, do, here's the thing. If you're in Star Wars, always do a DNA test. Always. Always. You never know. You yeah. never know. So that was an interesting one. Um, over on Twitter, uh, no, over on Facebook also, Alex Dotson mm -hmm. said, I don't think she'll turn to the dark side. People thought about that in episode eight and nothing happened. He goes on to say that uh, it could be a vision, like racing herself if she turned to the dark side, or Palpatine somehow created a clone of Rey. So again, clone theory, very popular. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think whoever the vision is for, Palpatine's in on it. Mm -hmm. I definitely think. Absolutely. Uh, resident Rogue One expert Jim Capron over on Twitter said, uh, it's kind of out there, but could Dark Ray be a simulation from Palpatine for Ray?" Kind of like how Mysterio simulations worked in Spider-Man Far From Home. I kind of like that one, too, in terms of, like, the mysterious storytelling of what's real, what is real. Kind of, like, it's a really great way to add stakes. Absolutely. And so, again, it that's one of those elements, I guess, if it had to be a vision or if it had to be some sort of fake... That'd be a great way of presenting it in in a way of who's who kind of storytelling. I think it'd be pretty yeah, interesting. It would be interesting. Game Infinite, our friend Jesse, uh, said, "Ray is a clone. That's why she couldn't see who her parents were, and that's why, from a certain point of view, that was them being nobody. Uh, the Dark Ray is an evil clone. She must fight." So again, clone theory coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, yeah, I. I I think there's grounds for that. Inter like, I've always interpreted the scene as, girl, you don't need no parents. Who cares who your daddy and mama were? Exactly. Go be the best you you can be. Because that's... You're like, an independent, dark ray who don't need <laughs> no parents. Well, because the story parallels for her and Ben are, your heritage doesn't matter. Because Ray is a nobody wanting to be somebody, and Ben is a somebody wanting to be nobody. That's the beauty of their storytelling. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's... I, I've always interpreted it as, Ray, stop being so obsessed with who your parents are and be obsessed with who you are and get yourself right. Mm -hmm. It could also be, get yourself right because you actually somebody and it's the worst somebody. It's Palpatine. Uh, so, but, you know. Yeah. I just like a lot of elements. If you could be a clone of anyone in Star Wars, dark or light, it would be. If I could, like, what? If you found out that you were a test tube A clone baby. of somebody? Yeah. Starkiller. Starkiller? Yeah. I want yeah. Starkiller to be my daddy. Shave your head. <laughs> no. I have not. I don't have a head for that. I did it once, and I found out I do not have the head for being bald. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think you know my answer. Hashtag Starkiller daddy. Maul. Yeah. 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 Uh... Also somehow related also to Starkiller. Sam, Sam Whitworthy daddy. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Can we get that on a shirt, please? Sam Whitworthy daddy. And then go up to him at a convention and freak <laughs> him out. 
Um, Noir Inc. Um, another um, transition. Yeah, just moving on, moving on. Um, he he's really great about interacting with posts, and he just I love how he comes from the left field. Yeah. In the sense that, like, he I can always count on him when he's give answering a question or asking a question or anything to be so mm-hmm. untethered that it's like. Also. Oh. Nice beard. Right. It's a great beard. Um, so, Ray is, a, it, Ray is Kenobi's daughter. She got hold of an old holocron and tur- it turned her to the dark side, maybe the one from Rebels, and sees the history between her dad and Maul and resents her, he left her for Luke and takes on the dual lightsaber as a nod to Maul. You went Russian for a second. Did I? He, he does not. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, it's just, I was just trying to read it carefully. I'm tired and I haven't had enough coffee, so. Eh. Um... The one thing I have with these kinds of theories of her being in Kenobi is he would have had to... How? Like, because he died in 19... Uh, well, what's the... No, he died in 0 BBY because it was the Battle of Yavin. So here's the thing. He died like like f- five-ish years before the end of the original trilogy. Ben wasn't even born until like a year later, so six years later. She's younger than him, so how would that work? Like, did Force Ghost, like, did he pull a Zeus and like Force Ghost into somebody's bedroom? Be like, hey, what's up? We're a goose. Hello there. Like, I mean. It would work. (laughs) Right. Like, no questions asked. Are you a ghost? I don't care. You know how some men like to preserve their lineage in a certain way? By freezing de- genetic I don't material. think anybody enjoys doing that. I think they do that for net me- necessary medical purposes. Like, <laughs> I don't think that anybody's just doing that in their basement. But, I mean, it's America. Who, it's America. who knows? It, Hugh Hefner did. Huh? Yeah. What? Hugh Hefner. He, I did, you said it like... You, I, I, just, I did not get what you... I thought you were speaking Jawa for a second. You're <laughs> um, it's Hugh Hefner. I can't say a lot on that comment. Yeah. Uh, I really don't... The, no. the biggest thing is, I math-wise, I can't work it out unless he pulled a Zeus. But even then, that's really stretching the power of a Force ghost. But, you know, I don't know. Power of a Force ghost. Yeah. New romance novel coming soon. Right. Feel the Force. Um. <laughs> I'm so glad that I didn't have coffee in my mouth. So thank you guys for um, joining in the conversation. We have a couple more to add in later, but as far as Dark Ray goes, that's a lot of interesting theories. Like I said, everybody's really into it, connecting Maul and Ray for some reason, but... It's the double-sided lightsaber. Yeah, it's something. Friend of the show, Ryan Bullet. Um, in addition to thinking that the Star Destroyers are uh, belong to the Emperor and are full of Sith Troopers... Um, said that it will end with Kylo and Rey versus the Emperor. And so that's my most, like, if the Red String of Fate kind of storytelling plays out, that's how I see. I I see them teaming up. Do you think Palpatine's going to have the two lightsabers again? I think he'd have to if they face off. That'd be great. Because people forget he had two. I'm just, like, thinking back to the Maul and Savage against the Emperor. It was epic. That is my favorite lightsaber battle in all of the Clone Wars. Well, it goes to show Maul was almost as strong as his master. Exactly. So, um, yeah, this, I really do, 
my current belief is the ending is going to be Kylo and Rey joining forces and fighting the Emperor. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the big battle. Yeah. Um, I also think, like, yeah, I feel like the Sith Troopers have to be his project. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I kind of feel like the Star Destroyer, sure, but definitely the Sith Troopers belong to... They're Sith Troopers. He's the only one ever been aligned with the Sith in terms of this storytelling. Yeah. So I, I really do feel like this is going to be... The Sith Troopers are going to be part of his triumphant return to power. So, but um, with Palpatine, um, kind of to bounce back to the whole Dark Rays a clone thing... That storytelling element comes from the Dark Empire comic series, which is twenty four ninety nine for the whole three-part series, yeah. if you want to check it out on Comixology. It's very interesting. It's really cool art style, too. It comes from a period where art was very unique in Star Wars comics, yeah. so it's very beautiful. It's very dark in the literal sense. Yeah, but it's, it's like, a very cool story. Oh, absolutely. It's like the uh, the original TMNT comics. Mm-hmm. Super dark. But yeah. Very well done. And Star Wars comics and books at that time were able to do that. Yeah. That would never get in film. No. But um, the main concept is basically Palpatine comes back. After Thrawn is dethroned in power, basically the Emperor makes his play and returns in a clone body. And then, uh, obviously, Luke and Leia um, are the main characters. Luke actually falls to the dark side, mm-hmm. much like you know Rey's being built up to be this good character that could fall to the dark side. Um, But Luke joins the Emperor for quite a while as the good guys just try and stop him. Like, every time they kill him, he just goes to a new clone body. He's basically just got this storehouse Mm -hmm. of clone bodies, and every time he dies, he just transfers his soul. Now, the the interesting thing is, is this both works for transferring person to person and also person to object. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll get into that, but basically, if Dark Ray is a clone, this could be the entryway, is that she was meant to be a creation uh, for Palpatine's essence to go into. Because he wanted something new. Right, yeah, like, why is it a girl? I don't know, but... Why is the doctor female, you know? Sometimes you just need a change, fam. Maybe that was just the stronger way to go. Exactly. Yeah, I said it. Um, But... Yeah, it, you know, now that's all legend, sure, and that's what a lot of people will say, but here's the thing, in canon, in the Darth Vader comic series, there's a character called Dr. Silo. Dr. Silo was very, very close with Emperor Palpatine and is actually one of the reasons that Darth Vader is Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. He helped create the technology to give Darth Vader life. So he's a, cool, he's a super smart scientist, okay, mm-hmm. but... He's also a real shady dude. Darth Vader kills him, and he comes back. He yes. also gets killed again and comes back. How? Because he's got clones. He does. He he's pulled the Palpatine and created clones that he could just... Re- like. Now, his thing is cybernetic. It's not force. Basically, his brain is just a downloadable file. Yeah. So every time he dies, it just goes to the cloud and then goes downloaded into a new um, body. Mm-hmm. He was close with Palpatine. That could be what... Like, it's made out to be like, I'm friends with him because he gave you life and he's super smart and dark and creepy. And you know what? It's canon. (laughs) Yeah. So, it, you know, we're told that it's all about, well, it was for the creation of Darth Vader, but what if it's actually like, that was just a byproduct. Really, I was friends with him because he was helping me create immortality. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a way that in storytelling, 
we've had introduced before that would kind of make sense. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that far-fetched, actually, for Palpatine to be trying to return by clone. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean he's a clone. It means it, it is Palpatine, but he downloads himself essentially into a clone. Mm-hmm. So that's bonkers interesting. Now, here's what I was thinking about in terms of... So if that's the case, basically the clones are just empty. They have no conscience. They have no soul. They're just created to be, you know, filled. Yeah. So unless Palpatine fills it, they're nothing. So if Ray's alive and living and, like, she's a person. Yeah. Something had to get downloaded in her. For that to happen. I think that's the most interesting thing. Like, my brain goes, ooh, when it's like, oh, Dark Ray could be Palpatine in a Ray body. But then I'm thinking, wait, for that to work, that means that our Ray had to be an empty file that something downloaded in. What if the Force manifested itself in that? What if Ray is a product of the Force just... You know, purely the force going into someone. What if, like, her eyes go white at some point and she asks someone, are you the one? Are you the one? Yeah. Like, like I'm, you know, because there's no other good character that at that point had died that would make sense for to possess her. And if they did, then they would have had their previous knowledge and memories and all that other stuff. Ray has none of that. So that means Ray's kind of a blank slate. You know what would be so cool? If we get, like... A possession by the Mortis gods of someone. Ooh, what if it's the daughter? That would be very That'd be really interesting. That would be very interesting. See, like, so, like, again, it's interesting, but then it goes to another level, and it's like, if we get a character that was brought to life, mm-hmm. I mean, supposedly Anakin was, yes, but that was through the manipulation of the dark side. Yeah. If we get a pure, the force brought her life, in order to stop the darkness, that would be epic storytelling on the big screen. It would. And so I, I really, I really like that idea. Now the other route is so maybe Ray, none of that plays out, but he is going to come back by clone. That could explain the Matt Smith absence because yeah, that could explain maybe the Dominic Monaghan. I don't know. I would rather it be Matt. I would, them. I would be, I would rather it be Matt Smith. I'm just going to go ahead and say I love Dominic, but. I know. Matt Smith. Yeah, Dominic Monaghan had a whole show for like a couple of years where he went out into the wild and just picked up bugs. And yeah, he was about just him. being an Australian. But the thing is, he's British. Is he? I yeah. thought he was Australian. No, he's British. Oh, okay. Um, he's a British trying to be Australian then. Who was in New Zealand, <laughs> first of all. Um, <laughs> is that where he was doing his show? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he picked up a Weta, which is a cricket that's the size of your hand. Not my hand, because my hands are very small. But like, Big hands. <laughs> Big, strong hands. <laughs> Look at these hands. Um, yeah, I li- I would also like to point out that in my notes, it auto-corrected to Demonic Moynihan. <laughs> I swear I know how to type. You did. You, you so, know what it is. Um, but no, I mean, I, I have been an ad- advocate from the beginning of, like, I would really be okay. If he comes back as a clone, I'd really be okay if it's Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. I would... Love that actually. I just like Matt Smith. Oh yeah, like that's my thing. Is like I just I want Matt Smith to be mm-hmm. the Palpatine clone. As much as I love the Dark Ray theory, and as much as I just advocated for it, I would throw that in the trash for Matt Smith being the clone. I would I, 
Yeah. Matt Smith wins. Matt Smith wins. So I, I'm yeah. kind of warming up to like, and I'm pretty sure you can go back to past episodes where I've talked about like, I'm so glad they didn't do the Emperor came back by clone thing and all that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of works for me now. Right. <laughs> um. But here's my thing too, is I was thinking about this and today, if this goes up on Wednesday, hopefully, um, today, September 11th also dropped the, uh, Snoke one shot comic from yes. the, um, age of resistance series. And in that there's obviously it's all about Snoke and Kylo, which is golden storytelling in general. But I was just thinking more about Snoke, and there's this one line where he says, if I had had your uncle, I would have ruled the galaxy a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It's so snide. It's so out there. Mm-hmm. But it's twisting knife. Like, because I kind of feel like I would have ruled the galaxy a long time ago. Like... 35 years ago, mm-hmm. like before I got thrown down a, re- a reactor shaft. Hmm. Like, okay, this is my most tinfoil hat way out there theory, but what if Snoke... Put on your tinfoil hats. What if Snoke unknowingly was a failed clone? Like, what... I mean, it would explain his grotesque appearance. Like, he doesn't know it. He doesn't know it, but he was an attempt at a clone body for the Emperor. It, ex- it would explain how he has a connection to the Force. It would explain, again, why he's so misshapen and why he is obsessed with Skywalkers. But what if there's a part of him that remembers a great, great long history? Like, here's the thing, because the explanations we've gotten for Snoke so far say he's been around since the rise of the Empire. So it's like, he's been around a while. Like, so what if it just turns out that he was a failed clone that didn't know he was a clone hold up that makes sense i'd kind of like that <laughs> i'd kind of like that origin and it would also explain why is this guy just all of a sudden in charge because the first order was born out of the remnants of the empire the empire was very loyal to their emperor so what if it was hey don't tell him but he's a clone we kind of have to do what he says tinfoil hat snatched fam like i i really like the idea of it like that's me reading a lot into one line of dialogue which even on a in and of itself is really powerful like he's obsessed with luke mm-hmm. but it's that idea of do you think he how likes how him? how long ago could you have ruled the galaxy yeah i i don't know that's my most out there theory but i really really am putting bets on Palpatine clone stuff. Now, the other thing is kind of connected to that that we mentioned is maybe it's not a possession of a body, but a possession of an object because you can do that as well. That's also been in canon with Darth, Darth Moomin. Moomin. Um, but there's also been um, elements of legends where um, that was how Sith lived on. That was their immortality. And that's why their version of immortality is never quite what the light side is, is because you're just trapped in an object. You're not you're not experiencing full eternal life. Yeah. So it's kind of this futile attempt. So there's cool storytelling there, but what if the object is Darth Vader's mask? It would make sense. What if the blue flame coming up wasn't the natural reaction between body hitting reactor and was instead Sith alchemy? It was his spirit leaving his body. And who was the closest to him? Who who was right there when all of that was leaving? It was Darth Vader. But Darth Vader was dying. 
So maybe Palpatine made a split-second decision of, I gotta do something, so I'm just gonna trap myself in this armor. Mm -hmm. I mean, because Kylo is obsessed with this armor and supposedly is talking to Darth Vader. But I have told, I have said it many times. Yeah, Darth, Darth Vader He's became gone. Anakin. So Darth Vader, for, the spirit for all intents and purposes, what I told you is true. Yeah, Darth Vader's dead. Exactly. So for something to be speaking, it has to be something else or someone else. Exactly. What if at some point someone puts on the mask? Because how did Momin take over people? Mm -hmm. They put on the mask. All of a sudden, they were not who they were anymore. They were Momin. If someone were to put on the mask of Vader, Palpatine could take them over. What if? What if the red streaks in Kylo's new helmet isn't taking parts of his old helmet, putting them back together? What if it's taking pieces he uses of his elements the of that? Ooh, that would be interesting. That would be he very interesting. His helmet. Yeah, so he rebuilds it with parts of Vader's helmet, and that's Palpatine's way in. Now, here's another interesting thing because we're referencing back to legends a lot. In a very silly legend story, mm -hmm. um, something again to fill this gap of nobody knew what to do after the Palpatine stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they're just making it up. The Empire was in shambles. They were trying to figure out who was going to be in charge. And basically these dark acolytes that were obsessed with Palpatine and the dark side came out of nowhere and were like, oh yeah, you'll you'll get another emperor and he'll come with the glove of Darth Vader. That was their prophecy is that the next emperor will come wearing the glove of Darth Vader. That's how you would know who he is and that's how he would show his power. And so it was this idea of whoever wore the glove had the power. It's a very similar idea of now, here's the thing. It wasn't about, like, his glove was possessed or anything. It, it wasn't anything like that. But what if this takes elements in terms of the one who is to be the next emperor will come wearing the mask of Darth Vader? Kind of like, you know, it's kind of like that same thing of, like, it's connected to Vader, connected to Palpatine, gives us the new emperor. It, you know, it's... It's an interesting way to do it, I think. It is very And it's way cooler than the Glove of Darth Vader, which is the what the... Power Glove. The, that's what the freaking story is called, so the Glove bad. of Darth Vader. Um, and that's when you get the yeah. story of... It's from the Jedi Prince series where you get Palpatine's son and all of this other mm -hmm. stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, my saying, it's so bad, wasn't about the comic. It was about... It's a reference to the movie The Wizard where it's all about the Power Glove. Oh. Right. Yeah, the Power Glove so bad. Fred Zanich. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an, it's a way, like, if it's not clones, we know he was obsessed with Sith alchemy, possession, it's a big element there, I mm -hmm. would be for it, it would explain the Vader mask, it would explain all kinds of stuff. So, it's another element that could work, mm -hmm. I think. Last thing, and what we'll close on, uh, kind of to do with Palpatine, but not quite, um, it's a theory of how will it all end. And everybody is obsessed with um, the Return of the Jedi drafts, the early drafts of the script that seemed to... They didn't make it in, obviously. Obviously. Um, but could somehow return, because Lucasfilm is very used to recycling things. Um, and essentially, the way Luke originally beat the Emperor was that uh, the Force Ghosts, came and joined him. Obi-Wan and Yoda came and joined him in the fight. So everybody's idea is, forget Obi-Wan, forget Yoda. What if Luke 
and Anakin come to help Ben. That sounds tight as heck. And that's the rise of Skywalker. Is it's the family of Skywalkers joining together to defeat the ultimate evil. Like That does sound tight. Exactly. And it gives us Hayden Christensen back. Oh yes, please. It gives us Luke as a ghost. I mean, and it and it's it uses all three generations of Skywalkers. That would be amazing. I really, I am all for that. It. I'm all for that theory. <laughs> I, Palpatine comes back as a clone. A thousand generations live inside of you. Ooh. What if he's not talking to Rey? What if he's talking to Kylo? Ooh. Dude. What if that whole monologue isn't talking to Rey? It's talking to Kylo. That would be amazing. It would be amazing. It would subvert so many expectations. It would. That would be amazing. I, you know, I'm obviously, I've been for Bendemption yeah, since the beginning. Absolutely. Um, I'm also all for him paying a price for it. But I think the greatest way to go about that is for the whole three generations that have been involved. I mean, because if Palpatine comes back, this is the third generation attempt, basically. Yeah. He took power with Anakin. He lost power to Luke, and now he's trying to regain it through his grandson. So it's like, Skywalker's Palpatine, this connection is so strong, it has to be. I, I would love, I, like, Palpatine comes back as a clone, whether he uses his own, or whether he kind of is attempting to use Rey, and in saving Rey and saving the galaxy, all generations of the Skywalkers, both beyond the grave and still alive, join forces to defeat the Emperor. That's the ending of a 40-year storytelling saga. Nine films. It'd be amazing. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. I, like, I'm, I'm for this. Now, this is a good point as we close it's and get towards the end to remind everyone, as great as theorizing is yeah. and as great as guessing and hoping for what can happen. It's just a theory. It's just a theory. It's just speculation. And at yeah. the end of the day... We're not smart people. I don't mean you. I mean us. Hey. I mean me. Um, I got book smarts. There's no telling what's actually going to happen. Yeah. Maybe we've guessed some elements. Maybe not. Maybe nothing is going to happen. Maybe everything's going to happen. But the best way to go in 99 days from now, mm -hmm. when you view The Rise of Skywalker in theaters, oh, okay. 99 days from now, go in and leave the theories at the door. Yeah. Have them have fun and everything, but leave the guesses and theories at the door and just experience what's been given to you. Exactly. Be open to the experience. Right. Because, there's again, there's no guarantee that anything we've guessed or said is going to be what happens. So, mm -hmm. better to go in with no expectations. And Now, we just did this whole episode because we love speculating. We like theories. We like throwing around what could be, but we also like shutting that down and just experiencing what is yeah. um, and enjoying that so as much as we hope you've enjoyed listening to this and and and, and will enjoy the conversations that come from this because we want your conversations we want to talk to you about theories as much as all that is fun and great uh, we don't want anyone to have a bad experience because of the theories or anything like that yeah. And so um, just keep that in mind. Um, Four Center Podcast, a great podcast, has the best example of it. Speculate responsibly. Yeah. You know, have fun doing it, but be sure to experience for what it is. You know, I mean, it just saves us some heartache. 
you know. Um, and so, but with that, that's our theories. And like we said, well, that's not our theories. That's our discussion on everybody's theories. Um, but hopefully now you know where we stand and what we want. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, join the conversation. Let us know what you think. Uh, what are your, some of your favorite theories? Which would you rather? Um, or if there's some you didn't hear here, then um, let us know. Share some new ones with us. We would love to do that. So. Yeah. Um, in closing, just a couple of announcements. Uh, we just wanted to let you know uh, that with Season 4, we're going to be doing a giveaway. We haven't done a giveaway in a long while, and so... Um, Last month, August, was our podcast anniversary month. We um, did some swag packs for our patrons that joined or upgraded during that time. And our patrons have actually grown. We've got two new patrons thanks to um, our special offer and our one-year anniversary. So we're very happy about that. Um, but we have some leftover swag packs. We do. We have some leftover stuff. And in order to give those away, what we wanted to do was do a giveaway. And so in order to enter the giveaway... All that we're asking you to do is to head over to Apple Podcasts, um, leave us a review, find NerdHer on there, leave us a review, and then email us. Uh, th our email will be in the description of this episode, and we'll also post a tweet about the giveaway mm -hmm. um, that you can find. Um, email us with your Apple ID um, so that we can find you and know you did it and, mm -hmm. and enter you in. But basically, just leave us a review. Let people honestly know what you think. Three stars, four stars, five stars, one star. Whatever you think. Um, yeah. Apple Podcasts, there's a crazy algorithm, much like YouTube. And, um, you know, the more people talk about us and let people know what they think of us, mm -hmm. um, the more visible we are. And that means more people are listening. And that means that this podcast is able to grow. And so we want your help in helping grow, and we will reward you. We will reward four, because it's season yes. four. Uh, we will reward four um, lucky reviewers uh, with swag packs. So um, just head over to Apple iTunes, leave a review, and then just email us. And you can also send us just a, a, a note there. You can. Yeah. You don't have to just send your Apple ID. You can also say some other things. Yeah. We won't charge you for that. Yeah. You um, can also just send us a screenshot of your review. That's true, too. So, uh, but by email, but you by don't email. have to put all that out on like social media and everything like that. But yeah, it's super simple review, then email yeah. and you're good. Um, at the end of season, uh, not the end of season four, that's a long ways away. At the end of September, at the end of the month, um, we will draw four winners for that. So you have a long time to do it, but don't waste no time. Let people know you love the show and make sure if you're not already to, uh, join us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those good places. Mm -hmm. So you can stay up to date and you'll be the first to hear if you won or not. And at also the end subscribe of the month. to us on YouTube. Yes. YouTube, Twitch. We're everywhere guys. We're taking over the internet. Ding dong. The so, bell. um, by next season we will have a MySpace. I swear. Uh, Tom's our only Is that even alive anymore? No. No, I didn't think so. It was taken down. Yeah, I figured. Well, but that's our show, guys. Remember to hit us up. Remember to let other people know you love the show and enter into that giveaway. Get you some Nerd Herder swag. And remember to stay scruffy. I've been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I've been your herd mom, Megan. This has been Star Wars Theories, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye!